Welcome to Living Life. If you were in prison or jail or locked up for any reason, would you be more concerned about your own condition or situation? Or would you be more concerned about those who might be concerned about you while you're in prison? Well, as we look at the passage, we're going to see Paul, who was actually in prison, uh, locked up for his faith. And we're gonna see the compassion that Paul had uh, for others even though he was in prison. He'll also talk about uh, how he sees the gospel uh, now being locked up in a Roman uh, prison uh, in the Roman colony of Philippi. So let's take a look at the passage and see how Paul dealt with his prison experience. Philippians chapter 2, verses 12 through 18. Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. Do everything without grumbling or arguing, so that you may become blameless and pure, children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation, then you will shine among them like stars in the sky. As you hold firmly to the word of life, and then I will be able to boast on the day of Christ that I did not run or labor in vain. But even if I am being poured out like a drink offering on the sacrifice and service coming from your faith, I am glad and rejoice with all of you. So you too should be glad and rejoice with me. Welcome back to Living Life. The book of Philippians uh, is what we consider one of the prison epistles uh, where Paul was actually incarcerated uh, based upon his faith. Uh, and so one of the things about reading the book of Philippians is to really begin to see this book from the, through the eyes of Paul, who was incarcerated, Paul, uh, who was unable to, uh, to go and to proclaim the gospel in many different communities, many different uh, countries around the world. But as we'll see, Paul still uh, had a heart of proclaiming the gospel and we had a heart of an overseer to the community. In this case, it would be the Philippian church. Uh, as we see, uh, begin this scripture, it begins to talk about, Paul says, therefore, continue to obey as you obeyed when I was present with you. Now that I'm absent with you, continue to do so. He's, he's encouraging the, the Philippian church to continue to obey uh, in the same way, obey God and obey the word 
of Christ in the same way that they would have obeyed it if Paul was actually present with them, which he is not. Um, in addition to that, he tells them to, uh, to work out their salvation with fear and trembling. He doesn't say work for it because they have it, but he's saying work it out. Now that you are saved, work it out with fear and trembling. Not the kind of fear and trembling where God will zap them if they do something wrong, but the kind of fear and trembling uh, before an, a, a holy and an awesome God, a, a God who is to be worthy, to be praised, and a God uh, who is to be honored. So it was, it's really a matter of reverence, respect, and honor uh, paying, uh, being paid to God when you work it out with fear and trembling. But in addition to that, he goes on and he, and he says that we should uh, continue to uh, act in accordance with God's will because God is working in us, uh, working in us to, uh, so that we might begin to act in accordance with his will and also that we might begin to fulfill his purpose in our lives. We all have a purpose in the, in our, in the lives, in our lives, because God has given us a purpose. The question many people have sometimes is, what is my purpose? But uh, as we read the scripture, uh, God tells us we all have a purpose. If uh, Ephesians 2.10 says, is we are God's masterpiece created in Christ Jesus to do good works that God has prepared in advance for us to do. So in a sense, uh, God is saying, the scriptures are saying, your purpose, the, your steps, the things that you'll do uh, in your Christian walk have already been laid out for you. Just begin to walk in your purpose because God has made you his masterpiece. He goes on from there and he, he gives us some instructions about how we, how we are to uh, walk in this world. He says we are to walk as children of God, pure, blameless, and faultless, as we hold on to the word of life. Notice he doesn't say the word of truth. He doesn't say the Bible, doesn't say the scriptures. He says the word of life because the scriptures are the word of life. We were dead in our sins and now we have life. And so as we hold on to the word of life, we can walk pure, we can walk blameless, we can walk faultless as we hold on to that word of life. So, and and as, as the scripture begins to approach the end, Paul begins to have this kind of proud papa uh, overseer mindset. And he says, look, he says, as you walk uh, pure and blameless and faultless in this crooked and warped generation, he says, what it'll do for me, it'll cause me to rejoice. It not only caused me to rejoice, but on the day of Christ, I'll be able to boast, not just rejoice, but to boast in you saying that my work that was done here was not done in vain in your lives because you're walking worthy. You're walking uh, in a blameless way uh, in your Christian walk. So that's a good thing Paul is saying when he thinks, when he thinks of the Philippian church. But finally, he, he also says, rejoice with me. Uh, I see, he says, I see you uh, through the eyes of rejoicing, but I want you to rejoice with me. Because even though I'm, I'm at the end of the road with respect to my time here on earth, and I'm already being poured out like a drink offering, uh, I want you to see my time here as only a time of rejoicing because if I leave this place, I'm going immediately to be with the Lord. So it's a home going 
And a homegoing celebration is not a time for mourning, but it's a time to rejoice because I'm going home. But also, it's not only a homegoing celebration, but it's a homecoming celebration because I'm going to be with the Lord. So I'm going, not only am I leaving here in homegoing earth, but I'm coming into the presence of God. So it is a homecoming celebration. So both occasions are means for rejoicing. And so when I get and I come into the presence of God, it will be nothing but rejoicing for me. So I don't want to wait to rejoice when I get there. I want to rejoice with you now. And God wants to rejoice with us now, not wait when we get into the presence of God, but rejoice now in anticipation of being in God's wonderful, marvelous, holy presence. What about you today? Are you rejoicing with Christ? Are you uh, so close to Christ uh, that there, it's nothing but a time of intimacy and fellowship and communion with Him. If you're not rejoicing with Christ, if you're not rejoicing in Him, today's the day to say, I want to change that outlook. I want to trade sorrow for joy. Uh, and today you can do that by just asking the Lord and telling Him that you want to trade sorrow for joy. Let's go before Him. Lord, we just thank you right now for this day, this time, this opportunity to come into your presence and to rejoice with you um, so that you and uh, the, for the work that you've done in us will be work that has fruit in our lives, fruit that bears much. So I just thank you, Lord, and I thank you for your people, and I thank you those for those who are watching, and ask right now, oh God, that you would begin the process of bringing joy back in their lives. It's in Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. For a single soul, reaching a further and stepping in closer. See,